0: yo what's going on Britt is up I am doing pretty good how are you doing good you slayed your makeup today are those real I
1: did (laughs) I beat this face I beat my face um uh I don't know why I was just like I'm I'm kind of trying to like practice again because when you work from home you get so lazy like you just especially with your appearance like there's no real reason for you to get done up. So like you just don't. And then when I want to get done up, I don't know how to do it anymore. Like, <laughs> like oh, shit, I forgot. to. I, I don't know how to dress. I don't know how to do my makeup. I guess I'll just go like this. And it's fine. Like self-acceptance like, but I personally enjoy doing and being artistic with my face. I enjoy being creative. And I've been working with Keely. Shout out Keely, Um, And Keely has been trying to get me because my one of my big things is that I am not in my uh, feminine energy as much as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. And it causes self confidence issues. And I didn't know that that was the problem. But she she brought it out of me. So she was like, you need to keep doing creative things. It doesn't necessarily need to be beauty. But like, you need to do creative stuff like cook different things. um, Or dance or be your, be yourself in your energy, which is what I was telling you earlier. Like I need to be myself in the, in the space that I'm in. And she was like, when you, when you are not, you are kind of in a box and you have parameters. And she was like, and I think that you need to get that out. So hire Keely, if you need a spiritual guide, Um, she's amazing. And, um, I feel like I'm growing as a person now. (laughs)
0: I believe it. That's awesome. I can definitely, definitely relate to one, the femininity struggle, because that's a huge struggle that I personally have. And then also just like, not forcing yourself in this box and trying to be creative, which is kind of what we talked about last week with like, being creative and learning how to play again. So obviously, Mm -hmm. like kind of like reoccurring themes in both our lives. And it's really cool to see like, both of us continue to grow and like get better as humans. Kind of outside the realm of coaching and bodybuilding because we're so much more than that. But I think sometimes we just forget because when you have a hobby and a job that aligns so well, sometimes you forget to make space for other things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, one of my tasks weekly is to engage in my inner child, but I've been doing that like daily, so that's that's no problem. Um, but just making sure that my presence is here. Like when I'm engaging in my, in my inner child Um, that has been hard for me. So what I'll do is I'll multitask. um, Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do that. Like, because it still takes you away from the activity itself. So like, let's say like, you're taking a walk, for example. Okay. Like you're grounding yourself with nature, you know, but let's also say, because I've done this, I'm addressing client check-ins while I'm doing my walk. Like, no, like we need to be present in the walk and use it for what it for what it's supposed to be, otherwise it's a waste of energy time, and it's more stressful than what it needs to be. Yeah. so you know, me doing things one at a time now is is huge and not making things go on top of the other and then it loses its quality of work. yeah,
0: no, yeah. A, multitasking is an adult skill. Kids don't multitask kids. Focus on one task at a time because that's all they can handle. So if a kid's playing in the sandbox, he's not also playing, you know, on his phone, playing a game, he's in the sandbox, making a sandcastle or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I think that's really important is to be present with a task that you're doing because there will be a time to multitask as needed but like, it shouldn't be all the time. Like, it's one thing when you have laundry going and maybe you're addressing client check-ins, but like, especially if you're doing something for yourself, like grounding out in nature, be present. Like, especially if you are struggling with just like quieting your mind, I think that's awesome that you're doing that and working with her to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, even if you think about me being a coach and then also having a full-time job, like that's multitasking. And a lot of times I felt like an imposter Um, as a coach, because I'm sitting here multitasking in many areas and I can't focus on just being a coach, you know, I can't focus on just being an athlete. And I see this happen a lot in people. Um, when that's actually the topic we're going to talk about is imposter syndrome as an athlete. And I think we can also just carry it over as being a coach as well. Um, And in any facet of life, you, you might feel this way. When you look at other people that might be very focused or might know more than you and it creates kind of turmoil within yourself, um, with, with regards to, you know, competing or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely struggle with my own imposter syndrome, not only as a coach, but then also like as an athlete myself, um, you know, because one, let's look at it from a coaching standpoint. Okay. Well, my other part-time job is working in a fucking distillery and I preach Don't drink yet. Here I am producing booze. I don't drink the booze. Mm -hmm. I don't bring it home, but like, it's just something that I do to help support my family and support my, you know, my financial growing because it provides me flexibility with my schedule, which is something that I need. But like, you know, I definitely feel kind of like a hypocrite when it comes to just like the message that I speak on, but that's also my reality. It's like, my reality is I can't be a full-time coach yet because I can't financially make you know the leap to do that quite yet. So it's like, I have to do what needs to get done to propel myself and support my family. And then looking at like the competitor side, I mean, I've only done two shows and that was back in 2019. And when I stepped on stage, I mean, fuck, I looked like I was getting ready for Halloween with how ske- skeletal I looked. Like it was disgusting. Like who let me compete? Who did that shit?
1: <laughs> Last coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you. So you know, for me in my competitive realm, I've only competed for two seasons. I've done four shows. One was an, a national level show that I had no business doing. Um, and I got third call outs and there was a time where I think Mark was like, you're a national level competitor. Like, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, but I got my ass kicked. So I don't even say like, Oh, I didn't I'm, I'm a national level competitor because there is some imposter syndrome there. Cause I didn't do that well, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. mean that I did not do it. Like, it doesn't mean that I didn't, I don't know what it takes to, to do a prep for a national show because it was way different than the other ones oh, yeah. as oh, far yeah. as like, cause this is the thing about competing is that you go as far as you need to go. Like if you don't need to go further into the deficit or further into being shredded or further into, uh, the realm of shitty mental health, hunger, uh, and just downregulated thyroid and all that. Like, if you don't have to, then you don't do it. You do what you need to do to win. Okay. And what you need to do to win at a local show is very different than what you need to do to win at a national show. Um, so I, don't like saying that I'm a national level competitor, but it doesn't mean that I haven't done what it takes to get there. Absolutely. Um, I just got my ass whooped and I wasn't ready. And that's okay. Um, I think when we feel imposter syndrome, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about this topic before we got here. Like you have imposter syndrome because you respect what you do. Yep. Like you respect being a competitor You respect being a coach, you respect other coaches and you respect other competitors. Um, But do you respect yourself is the question. Um, And so I think that when we feel imposter syndrome, it's a lot of like about respecting what, where we're at and what we can do at this time that we don't value just yet, but we value other people and we value what they do and we see their success. And then it like creates issues for our own self-worth.
0: Absolutely. Like you're you the reason why you feel like you're an imposter is because you don't want to taint something that you care about. You're like because you look at, you know, maybe your favorite IFBB pro or you know one of the best coaches that you look up to and you're like, well, I'm not there yet.
1: Mm-hmm. That doesn't
0: mean that you haven't done good work. Doesn't yeah. mean that you can't be better. But like don't like second guess your own self-worth and mistake that for the fact that you're not good enough because you can work really, really hard and still improve but that doesn't mean that you're just not good. Like there's always going to be room for improvement. Always, always, always. That's like one of the great things about life is, you know, getting better, improving, being around people that you see getting better and improving and supporting them and lifting them up. You know, it's, it's just so much more than reaching the tippy top. It's along the journey to get there. So just because you're not an IFBB pro yet or winning the Olympia, you know who cares if you're doing just a local show? You're still a bodybuilder if you respect the sport. You're still a bodybuilder if you live the life.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, you. It's crazy because it's like, you know, how do you define com, a competitive bodybuilder? Um, it, it it really varies for each person, and that's why some people have imposter syndrome and some people don't. Like like some people define bodybuilding in regards to bodybuilding. Um, as a way of expression and a way of life. Other people define bodybuilding as competing. I'm bodybuilding because I am competing still. Mm -hmm. And when people no longer compete, sometimes they're like, "Eh, I don't, I don't really do that anymore, but they live the lifestyle still. And it's like, yeah, but you still do this shit every day. And they're like, yeah, but I'm not competing. So their definition is very different. Um, and that's okay. Now I also think that we look at people that are way ahead of us and think that they can't still improve too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, how many times have you seen your like favorite IFBB pro and think there's no way they can get better? Like there's, or seen your favorite coach and you're like, there's no way they can get better. And then they get better. And it's like, holy shit. Like there's a whole nother level that now I see and I can potentially be at Mm -hmm. But for a minute, I thought that that was it. And I think that we always think that that's it. Like the best is the best and that's it. But they're constantly still improving as well. So while you're sitting there like, oh, I'm I'm not X, Y, and Z. And I'm not where, you know, Johnny is. Johnny is still trying to improve himself as well. But you have to understand that Johnny got there because he kept going. Mm Mm-hmm you know, even throughout the imposter syndrome, even throughout the feelings of worthlessness and not as, like lack of self-worth, like Johnny still kept going. And that's why you respect him where he's at. Um, You don't respect him where he's at because he didn't go through that. So.
0: Absolutely. Like it's like where you want to go is is earned, right? Like that's why the bar can continue to raise. It's this, you know, absolute relentless pursuit of wanting to be better in physique development, in education, in your knowledge of something else, a hobby, a skill, like your relationships, like there are always ways that you can get better and level up. And that's why, you know, talking about having, you know, a close network of friends that, that support group, that inner circle is so important because, you know, those, their behaviors are addictive and also, you know, a part of your sphere of influence. And so you want to be around people that also want to get better because in a way they're helping to elevate you and vice versa. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you have a good close work community to help you to get to the next level or the level that you want to get to. Um, Obviously like bodybuilding is a single person sport. Like, yes, there are teams with athletes and coaches and stuff like that, but like At the end of the day, like when you're on stage, you know, it's just you and your birthday suit and like a little like loincloth or like, you know, little pasties, essentially, like it's like you in your raw vulnerability. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you're there both mentally and physically like total body, mind and spirit and believing that you can do it. And, you know, taking that as a journey, not necessarily as like, I have to get A to B and that's just what it's going to be. Because it's not A to B, it's a journey of how to get there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I remember when, and I still feel this way about myself, um, especially in competing, not so much in coaching anymore. um, But when I first started coaching, I remember thinking, when am I going to feel comfortable enough to really put the info out that I want to put out? (laughs) Like, instead of just kind of, because at first you dibble dabble into it and you're like, I'm going to see what this does. I'm going to see how this impacts people. And you don't really talk about what you're thinking about throughout the day. You talk about very light stuff, macro tracking, shit like that, that you're way beyond. But you start with that because you're like, hmm, like (laughs) I want to see. And I remember thinking, I wonder when I'm going to be confident enough to talk about drugs. Because that's really what I think about. That's really Um, like not not about taking drugs, but the intricacies and the mechanisms of them. Like I love that shit. So when am I gonna feel confident enough to talk about them? And it didn't, there was no point where I was like, I'm ready. It was just like I'm just gonna do it because that's what I want to do. Like that's what I want to talk about. So I started, I had to like get confidence enough. There was no point, but like I had to develop confidence. And self worth and myself to be able to be like I can talk about those things and I know what I'm talking about. Um, with competing, I do the same thing where I'm like, when am I gonna really love my physique enough to like do photo shoots and like like shit like that? Like when am I gonna like myself enough to do that? Because I don't do that yet. You yeah. know, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Um, I'm not an IFBB pro, and I don't necessarily feel confident enough in my body to do things like that yet. And I want to but there will be no point where I'm ready. And I don't ever, I don't think I'll ever be like, I'm good enough for that. I think it's just confidence in myself that I need to, like, I could do that now, to be honest with you. I look great. But like what I'm waiting, it's like, almost like I'm waiting for it. Like I'm waiting for me, my body to be at a certain point in my head. Cause you kind of see yourself years from now in the whole game of bodybuilding. And like, I think about that instead of, Having confidence where I'm at right now and saying fuck it, like I'm gonna do it. So like Rania was telling me, you need to do a, a bourgeois like whatever that shoot is. She's yeah, like, so yeah, you know, a
0: bourgeois, yeah, like yeah. yeah.
1: So she was like, you need to see like how sexy you are. Like she's like, you need to see how great you look, and it could be just for you. Like it doesn't have to be for anybody else. It could just be just for you, so you can see how like you're struggling with femininity, right? Like that would definitely show you how feminine you are, right? Like. You know, and so, you know, thinking about ways for, you know, this isn't anything anybody else has to do, but like, I'm currently thinking of ways to create that within myself instead of playing the waiting game, um, and continuing to think, okay, like, I'll just wait. Like, I remember my last prep, I didn't take any pictures because I felt like I wasn't good enough to take pictures yet. And next prep, I don't give a fuck how I look like I'm gonna take all the pictures because now when I look back at my last physique, I'm like, I looked awesome. Yeah. I looked great. Like I did like, yeah, I got third call outs at the USA's, but I looked damn good. Like I got there for a reason and I should have valued that more and created more memories so that I could see like you did that shit. Um, And so that's a mistake that I won't do again. I will make sure that I'll value my journey enough to make sure that I display that as much as I can, instead of hiding it, instead of hiding myself, because I don't think I'm good enough to do this.
0: Absolutely. like Pictures are really important, whether it's progress photos, photos with your family, photos with friends, photos of a really good meal that you want to remember. I think those are great because a lot of the times we get so caught up in what we're doing that we fail to realize that one day we're going to be old and where our memory isn't going to be nearly as good as maybe we'd like it to be. And so you want to remember all of the good times, maybe even some of the bad times, because then you remembered how you got to where you are in your wisdom and stature and appearance. So like take the damn photo. You don't have to post it or you can. You do whatever the fuck you want, but take the damn photo. If you have to go to CVS to get it fucking printed out so you can have like a little photo album, do that. You have to go get more like iCloud storage or Google storage so you can keep all these fine ass photos, do that. You have to go and get a USB drive. I don't even know if they still make those, but do it. Take the photo to have it as a memory because you were going to look back and be like, holy shit,
1: Mm -hmm. I did that. My mom is so, and I get annoyed with her and I I need to stop. She she is so good at documenting. She's Mm -hmm. so good at putting a camera in your face and being like, smile, like, and (laughs) I remember, and I still get annoyed with it. And I'm still sometimes like, mom, like not right now. Like, no, right. like I don't feel like it because I'm worried about how I look.
0: Yes. But,
1: you know, and she doesn't care. What she wants is to be able to go back in these photos and be like, do you remember that? Like, do you remember when we did this and that? And it's not much about vanity or how you look. It's, it's just about like create, like remembering where you were at. Like she still sends me pictures and photos of my first show. And she's like, do you remember where you were at there? Like. Do you remember? And it makes me not only think about where I was at in my physique, but also as a person and also how I even went about that prep. Those things are so important. Like it's so important for you. And as like a, as like a progression, it's important for you to be able to look back and say, I did my best then, and I am doing better now, but it's, but it's like my better here is still my best. And there is going to be a best that that supersedes this. So whenever you feel imposter syndrome, I would really, really try to remember what you were and where you were at like prior and then think about where you are today. And if you have progressed, if you have moved forward, then I think that's a win. Yeah, I don't think- congratulate
0: yourself, pat yourself in the back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, instead of comparing yourself to other people and where they're at, And, um, just remember where you're at. And now like me, I mean, I haven't competed since 2019 as well. Um, and I know I'm a completely different athlete now, even though I've never, I haven't gotten on stage since I'm so I'm much better athlete now by my standards and what I think a good athlete is. Um, and so I'm excited to see myself, even though I know back then I wasn't there. But like, now I'm like, I'm excited to see like what I built and, um, how I'll go about my prep and actually being successful in it. Um, like I'm excited for those things. And I think that people should be more excited. People should appreciate where they're at, but then also be excited where they're going to be too. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you have troubles with that vision, like really try to think about what it is that you truly want. Like it's going to require a lot of deep introspective work that is going to be painful because maybe you're not getting better. Well, maybe, you, you know, you do look back at what your previous best was, but you're not seeing improvements. Then maybe yeah. like take a step back and figure out why, like, well, what's going on in your life that's maybe impeding those improvements that you need to make? Is it a mental issue? Is it a physical issue? Like, do you not understand? Do you not know how to improve? If so, get the help that you need and that's okay. Like that doesn't make you less for realizing that maybe you don't have what it takes to push yourself to get to where you want to go. Like no one's an expert in everything. So that's why, you know, we have coaches, we have mentors, like we have like therapists, like stuff like that. It's like, we have people around us helping us to get better because we know we deserve to get better. So I think that's important as well as having the confidence enough in your own abilities and understanding that you are getting better and you are improving, but then also being humble enough to realize and accept help in the areas that you need to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like what you said about, think about why, like think about why you have imposter syndrome. Is it because you feel like you're not doing all that you can to get to where you want to go. And if that's the case, like me, for example, having the two jobs, multitasking, that was the, that was the reason why I felt so um, inadequate as a coach. And I knew that, and I had to accept it and pinpoint it and be like, okay, if this is how, how do I want to feel in my life? And how I wanted to feel was adequate as a coach, to be honest with you, I don't care about my full-time job. I don't even want to do it. Like, and I had to be so honest with myself like I, even though it was providing for me, I did not want to do it, even though I went to college for it and I got my master's and everyone is proud of me and all that. Like people will be proud of me in other ways if I follow my dreams Yep. and that's okay. But I had to be accepting and, and think like, why do I feel such imposter syndrome? Why do I feel such imposter syndrome as an athlete? Why? Because I'm sitting here multitasking different things. And I feel like I can't, like, I feel like I can't handle like I feel like I can't balance much and I can't be the athlete that I know I can be. And so I made the change. So for whoever feels like they have imposter syndrome, you have to think critically and say, why do I feel this way? Is it because things aren't working out? Is it because I have this vision and it's it's not happening for whatever reason? What are those reasons are or what are those reasons to begin with? And really honing in on that and being honest with yourself, like imposter syndrome is for a reason. So you have to figure out what the reason is, and really tackle it, whether that's mental health practices, a change in lifestyle. I mean, I even do mental health practices now, like when I feel like I don't know something, I act and I go figure it out. I'll go read something, I'll go ask a coach a question, instead of sitting here helpless, like instead of sitting here, like, I guess I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, don't so you care. kind of you, you have to act in that. Um, you can't just sit around and let it, like, if you sit around and let it fester, it's not going away,
0: Mm-mm. you know? It just gets stinky. I mean, like, let's take my example. Like, yesterday, like, Britt was like, how are you doing? And I was like, honestly, shitty. Really fucking shitty. Like, I am frustrated with, you know, how small my roster is. And, you know, for me, I define success by the number of people that I have on my roster because then I'm able to help. And so I view if I'm not helping a lot of people, I'm not making a difference. I'm not doing a good job. I feel like a fraud, And I was having a hard time. And, you know, Britt was like, I'm not seeing enough of you on your socials. Like, I'm not seeing like your personality anymore. And like, I looked at it and I was like, fuck. And then I kind of had like an internal crisis of being like, well, why am I not posting on social media as me? And I had to like, think about long and hard, like the change in attitude and why I was doing these things and how that was making me feel. And eventually I came to the conclusion that I just need to be more of myself. I need to figure out who that is. So that way I don't feel just like a shell or an imposter or a fraud. And it was painful and I cried. And, you know, I also picked myself back up. Like I decided where I wanted to go. And today I acted upon it, you know, um, don't underestimate the power of a good meal, some water and a good night's rest. And then come up with a game plan to go tackle whatever it is the fuck that you want need to tackle in your life.
1: I think that we do sort of somewhat need to fall apart in order to like get ourselves back to where we need to be. Especially like when you're trying to develop yourself because really what you're doing with imposter syndrome and, and overcoming it, you are developing and honing in on your own insecurities and you have to look at yourself in the face. And that is not easy. Like that is not easy. And it often coincides with also kind of falling apart at the same time. But like you said, like you picked yourself back up, like you picked up the pieces, you know what, like when you know what to do and you have a plan of action, you, you definitely feel more confident and like you are capable than if you don't have a plan of action, which is why I said, you have to critically think you have to think. And sometimes it takes asking someone else to be honest with you. Like oh, yeah. sometimes it takes like asking a, cl- a close friend that actually cares about you. That will be honest with you. Like, Hey, like, what do you think? Like, what are you saying? And they can, I think like some of my closest friends have told me when they thought I was out of alignment, they're like, yeah, like this is not who you are. Like y- we can tell that you are stressed all the time. You're not happy, frantic, and sometimes you don't see this stuff in yourself. Um, that's why you have to call upon others who actually care about you. You have to trust that, that whoever you're asking cares about you um, and that you'll get honest feedback. So yeah, like it, it does take a little bit of falling apart when you are facing yourself in imposter syndrome and it'll get better. It'll get better with your plan of action. It'll get better with your with your self-development. Um, and yeah, like that was, thank you for sharing that here yeah. On, uh, on. Yeah.
0: The- it was, it was interesting. Cause Eric and I, um, you know, I was I was falling apart. I was crying, you know, we, you and I were texting. And then after I kind of like blew the snot out of my nose, Eric was like, put your shoes on. We're going to walk. And usually going on a walk outside in the sunshine really does help just to get me out of the house and ground me. And he was like, I want to tell you one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And he's like, it was when the prophet Elijah got chased out of town by these people who didn't want to hear what he had to say. And he was angry at God. And obviously I'm like paraphrasing here, but he was like, just fucking done with God. He's like, fucking done with this. I'm tired of getting chased out of town. And God was like, here's some food, here's some water, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the next day Elijah picked himself up and went on to the next town and did what he needed to do. And it's like, you're exactly right. You have to fall apart and get angry and get emotional in order to find some introspection and be like, oh, well, this is why I'm feeling this way. Maybe a close friend can help you. These are the steps that I need to take and this is how I'm going to move on. Because that story is not only a story in like being relentless and getting what you want, but it's also about picking yourself up and starting again. Because you're going to fall, you're going to fail a lot, but showing up for yourself and in order to gain that confidence so you don't feel like a fraud or an imposter requires you to pick yourself up several times and gaining that confidence that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, I mean, in regards to competing, just because this topic is because somebody reached out to me about competing and how they felt like they were imposter in it. Not everyone starts out winning. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you, you might not win. Like your first few shows, you might not win your first five shows. Yes. Like, and that's a very normal thing. But it's hard for bodybuilders because especially new bodybuilders, they underestimate how much work it takes Mm -hmm. to get where they want to go. And so they see people doing their first, second shows and they're winning, but they're not thinking or even exposed to people at the top that were losing first. And they continue to keep going because I guarantee you the people at the top are there because they kept going. Mm-hmm. There were people at the there were girls at the USAs that that was their seventh time trying for their pro card like se- like 7 to 10 years type women that were that have been working for that long and they were like yeah at this point it's just like <laughs> I, I am mean, every time like you know yeah, because they're, they're there but they're not quite there and yeah. um and they know that but they do it every year anyway And there was one girl who told me this one in particular, she was, she told me that it was her seventh time and she won her pro card that day. Mm. Like that is a long ass time. That is a long ass time to be trying for your pro card. John Meadows tried for his pro card, I think for over 10 years before he got it and he was losing. But every time he went back to the drawing board and said, okay, like, what do I need to do to get better? So there was no imposter syndrome there. And he was, and is one of the best coaches to ever be in the industry ever Mm -hmm. like, and rest in peace, John. And he kept trying and he was known for his knowledge and knowing what to do. So you might know what to do, but you can't define yourself based on your wins. You might, you might be exactly the bodybuilder that you need to be, but you can't define yourself based on that, because there are so many other ways to find value in yourself as a person, as a competitor. Yep. And that's, that's what John Meadows did. He is a great coach, like, and everyone knows him for coaching. People know him for getting his pro card too, but he took a long time to get there coaching himself to get there. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. That's a long time.
0: So absolutely. Absolutely. And cause kind of like a final thing to touch on this topic is like, Imposter syndrome isn't always inherently bad because it means that you care. It doesn't mean that you're never going to mess up, but again, being humble enough to acknowledge when you messed up and continue to learn from your mistakes and learn from others' mistakes, or even just learn from others and their knowledge as a whole is really important for your personal growth. But then also to just capture where you're currently at, both in mind, body, spirit, actual photos, like create those memories, have that for yourself. Because like I said, at the end of the day, you're going to be old. You will want to reflect on the person that you became. And that shit's hard. Like that shit like hits, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else?
0: No shit was heavy, but I'm here for it.
1: That was heavy. You know what? I'm going to be honest. We recorded this one a few weeks ago and I wasn't able to get the audio. So I'm actually happy we re recorded it because this one hit a lot more than the other one did. Uh, (laughs) But yes, love this for us imposter syndrome fuck that find yourself worth confidence merge into who you are hire keely hire a a spiritual shaman and live your best life
0: absolutely (laughs) peace
1: peace